Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, I'm Johnny Owen, and this is the Best 11 podcast from TalkSport. Mark Webster and I ask our guests 11 questions all about their love of football, from their earliest memories of the game to how their matchday rituals have changed over the years. And at the end, they'll tell us their best 11, a team made up of anyone who's ever played for their club, along with a manager of their choice. Will they go four at the back with two sit-in, or will they pack the team with attacking talent? We'll find out very soon. Our guest today is a brilliant rapper, author and broadcaster. A proud East London boy, he's released an incredible 10 albums and written two books. He also does magnificent work on a broad range of hugely important issues, including mental health. It is the brilliant Governor B. Gov, welcome to your best 11. Can you start by telling us who you support and why? Cheers, guys. Good to, to chat to you again. I had fun last time I spoke to you. So my team is West Ham United. Oh, uh, he's punching the air, Hugh. I, I didn't want to get carried away too early. Too late. No, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to ruin myself a little bit. Because when I was a little kid, I actually supported Man United. Ooh, a lot of my mates we've, had a few, we've had a few of these, mate. Know, Don't worry about that. We've had a few people say this. That's fine. Get the confession. Oh, get it out of the way early. Early doors. I mean, we're all right with it. That's Clean, good to know. Cleanse your but, soul. Um, yeah. <laughs> when, I was, when I was 10... Man U won the treble, and so I think there was an element of glory hunting there. But I got to secondary school at 11, and I just felt like... Then I started to make my own mind up, and I grew up in Custom House. I'm East London, Upton Park's 15, 20 minutes away. I went to school in Romford, which is around the corner to the West Ham training ground in Chadwell Heath, and it, it just made sense. West Ham just became part of my DNA. If he, if he could not nod anymore, he would, but he's, he's nodding like, like one of those things you have in the back of a car. Uh, and you've just had a chat uh, before we came on air about, and you're all going through the, you know, oh, you know, the, the Romford Road, and, and it's where Brilliant Oh, he's doing our accent, Gal. I'm sorry. But it was lovely to that. hear it. Yeah, I mean, you literally are from, you're from the same manor. The we are literally of the same manor, yes. Yeah. And- yeah, I love that, though, because um, I think what people don't understand about West Ham is it's a real family club. You know, yeah. if you're from East London, oh, it just feels like you're all family. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a great club with, with great support. I do, I do. I know it sounds ridiculous, obviously because of Mark, but I have got a soft spot for West Ham supporters. They are a very specific there football he is. fan. Aren't they? There he is. There, exactly. <laughs> got, we got him in the end, guys. We got him in the end. Well, in terms of early memories, and were you a player as well? Though, did you did you like kicking a ball around for your for that school team in particular? I suppose when you got to secondary school. Yeah, I did like playing football. Um, my problem was my stamina and my fitness. I was a bit too lazy, but um, I was the guy that used to tell the girls, oh, I would have been a professional, but I had an injury. You know what I mean? We've I'm all like... done it, mate. Don't worry. We've all done it. Um, but yeah, do you know what? I, I liked football a lot, but what really got me into, you know, got me really passionate was 
England in the World Cup 1998 and I saw, you know, Michael Owen do what he did, that yeah. goal against Argentina. Yeah. And that tournament both made me fall in love with football even more and also break my heart. And I think after that, I was I was all the way in, man. Yeah, I, I know you made this, both those emotions. It's the perfect preparation for supporting West Ham. <laughs> exactly, <isn't it? laughs> that's right. They, they, they break down. your heart, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Do you remember the first um, West Ham game you went to? Yeah, it was um, it was Boxing Day in, in 2001, I think it was, 2001, 2002. They were doing this thing called Kids for a Quid. Yes. So I managed to get one of um, those tickets and we played Derby County. We beat them 4-0, actually. Was, the Canyon got a goal. Jermaine Defoe got one, I think. Um, can't remember who got the other. Maybe Trevor Sinclair. Um, but yeah, bearing in mind, that's my first time going to Upton Park and we scored four goals, kept a clean sheet. I thought, ah, oh, I like being a West Ham fan. <laughs> <laughs> sailing yeah, they lulled you in for a false sense of security. They do that football clubs, <laughs> don't they? That's, and it's not yeah. bad. And as you say, and I, I, I bet we'll hear some of these colourful names dropped a little bit later on when you come to your 11. But that is impressive. But when you were around that age. Who who was your favourite of all of them? Who was your favourite player as a kid? Uh, so before I switched allegiance, it was it was always David Beckham from young, um, yeah. just because the delivery, free kicks, you had the predator boots that everyone wanted at school. Um, but as a teenager, easily Paolo Di Canio, easily. Yeah. Every time you got the ball off your seat, on your feet, um, personality, um, yeah, I think he was just a great star player for us. Can I ask you both a question, you and please pontificate? The Beckham West Ham thing fascinated me and lots of fans. Who, you know, not close to the club. Did you feel that he should have been a West the, Ham? The fan one, as a kid? That, got the away one that got away. Idea. Do you? How yeah. do you feel about Beckham? Well, what you have to remember, he was a young Manchester United fan living in that part yeah. of East London. <laughs> so guess, guess yeah. what? Very similar to yourself. Over to you. I think there's a history of, you know, East London schoolboys growing up in the area and coming through West Ham. We've seen it with, you know, the Ferdinands, Lampards, those kind of players. And David Beckham just felt like he fitted the mould and he Mm. should have... West Ham should have been part of his history. So for me, it definitely always felt like he was the one that... He's, he's a Leighton Stone boy, do you know what I mean? He's round yeah. the corner. It just makes sense. It's interesting there because, um, like you're saying, it, it, was, is there something about... He was a Manchester United fan because they, you know, they, it, were, they yeah. were the best team. But should he have you know, become a West Ham fan as he got older? Should they? Should the club have got hold of him, really, that age, I suppose? Because Manchester United took him to Manchester, didn't they? At quite a, quite a young age, didn't they? I suppose if United come calling, it's yeah, very yeah. difficult to say no. I always remember, Gov, which is my favourite story of all of these things, Harry Redknapp told me that all about this was when Joe Cole was was coming yes. through and was our teenage Ferguson sensation. Him, and he's he? always on the yeah. phone to say to Harry saying, How's the young magician coming along? Yeah. And Harry's saying, Very well <laughs> and you can't have him. Which... <laughs> <laughs> no, there is that, I suppose, is how you get the, the club. So um like you're saying, you said, you 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 fall in love with your local team uh when you get to the to the right age to start going to matches. Could you tell us about what it was like to go to a game? What say your match day rituals were when you were a young man watching West Ham? So I'd meet my best mate Joe, who was playing for the Academy at the time at Forest Gate Station because it was as packed as Upton Park then we'd walk you know up through Forest Gate Green Street to the stadium um, in terms of rituals all we really did was after the game at Upton Park they had this small car park right outside the ground Yeah. so we'd just hang around for the players after mostly to see who had what car and just try and have a bit of a conversation can I just stop you there uh, away fans um, we didn't tend yeah. to hang around that car park at Upton Park it was definitely a place for West Ham fans to hang around trust me on that you know what I mean 
<laughs> yeah, man. Um, but I, I, that's what, one of the reasons I really loved Upton Park because it was so intimate. You know, you finish a yeah. game, players are just directly outside, and that car park's just there. So yeah, yeah, that was probably the only ritual we have. Now it's a bit, it's a bit different. If I'm watching at home, I normally get our third kit on, which is the black one. I think it's a sick one, and that's just a, that's, myself on the sofa. It's a good look, isn't it? The t- it's the old Thames Ironwork throwback shirt. Is that is the black one? It's a have very you gone, have you gone past there, Gavatol yet? Have they had you in the sort of the, the hospitality or anything? Yeah, I feel I feel a bit spoilt. I'm good mates with um, Ryan Fredericks. Um, nice. Sam, so yeah. he normally sorts me out with a, a nice munch in the lounge and then I head up to my seat from there. But it's it's a great stadium. And you know what? I've always thought, right? It always felt weird because the lounge is amazing, the food's amazing, and then you get out onto into the seats and then we get beaten like 3-0 by Brighton or something. <laughs> so I think like, this, this season, right, is the first season where it makes sense for us to have that kind of hospitality that matches up with the Emirates and, you know, the bigger stadiums. So it's just a shame we can't go. I, I've got to ask you, therefore, about the transition. You, obviously, of course, there was an emotional, you know, wrench for everybody involved with with the club you know from the owners down to all of our us fans mm. have you come to terms with it though i mean it's it's been a while it's inevitable there's there isn't a football ground you know at upton park anymore it's some nice flats it's got to be this way are you okay with that now mm. i think i'm okay with it because i think it will do our players good in terms of their mentality a lot of people are giving us fan sticks saying, oh, look how well your team are playing when West Ham fans aren't allowed on the ground. Mm. I think, all right, fair play. But when we do get back in the ground and we get behind the team, I think the team will know that they're good enough. There's the togetherness and it can only be a positive thing. But, you know, as a fan missing football, I'm not going to lie, guys, on a weekend, it just feels strange. Not it does. Yeah, you're right. I, I think it's right. a strange old season. I mean, it's been terrific for, for West Ham. And there's no doubt they've had a fantastic football season. But... Me personally, I've hated it without fans. It's just <laughs> yeah. odd. It yeah. just doesn't yeah. feel right. Yeah. You know, you, I, and uh, we had uh, the great John Robertson, the double European Cup winner for Nottingham Forest on recently. And he said to me something really interesting. He said to me, I didn't think you'd, we'd miss the fans, players and clubs, quite as much as we did. It, yeah. I knew we would, but it's, been, it's had a huge effect on the game, hasn't it? Yeah, no, it's huge. And I think, yeah, one of the things that I guess we can take for granted sometimes is how much football brings people together Absolutely. and how much you feel as part of a family when you know you go to the ground sitting behind a guy you always sit behind and that kind of stuff and you just miss all that stuff well you talk about it a lot in, in, in your book and things mental health is so important isn't it that togetherness and, and being with people isn't it yeah we need an escape we need a release we need something that distracts us from you know the normal stresses of life and, and football's a massive thing that does that so yeah i'm praying and hoping um, next season will return to I don't know probably be a new normal but at least you know, get back in the ground and, and praying and hoping you have a season like this season I suppose oh you're telling me <laughs> <laughs> it, nice. it'll be it'll be tough next season you know with a lot yeah. of games in the Champions League European football oh, <laughs> he's gone there Mark he's gone there he did uh, just a few weeks ago credit where it's due yeah. to Garvey he was on Twitter the other day did, um, yeah. and, we, and we and we won a, I forget whatever game it was probably beat Tottenham in which he said he was hoping for a really good Champions League draw <laughs> <laughs> you went really early. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. You've got, to, you've got to be bold. You've got to be, be done. Got to be done. Let me ask you, have you got a favourite piece of memorabilia or a memento or a souvenir? Um, well, we have got kits and stuff and, yeah. and magazines, match day programmes, but I've got more memories than anything. The first one is I saw Nobby Solano driving out of the training ground once. Being a cheeky little 15-year-old or however old I was, I go to him, yo, Nobby, can you lend me a fiver? And um, he reached into his pocket and gave me a quid. So that's oh. something I kept for a little bit. 
Um, so that was nice. You've but got, you've I guess got my Nobby Solano's memory. pound note or pound <laughs> coin, have you? That's yeah. terrific. Actual <laughs> cash. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think it's gone on a... Must have gone on a cheeseburger or something. Oh, <laughs> I so think, um... A 99 pence cheeseburger. Thank you, <laughs> Thank you Nobby. <laughs> <laughs> no, but my, my ultimate memory is the playoff final against Preston at the Millennium Stadium yeah. in Cardiff, yeah? So couldn't get my hands on a ticket, but I didn't want to miss out, miss out. So I figured I'll head to Cardiff anyway and think of a plan when I get there. Got to the ground, asked around for a ticket, but the prices were a joke. So I told my mates, right, I'm going to find a pub and watch it there. But as I get ready to leave, I lean on one of the outside gates of the Millennium Stadium to do my shoelace and the gate just flings open. Absolute luck, right? Get out. Quickly running through the stadium, somehow managed to get in, find myself a seat and obviously... Bobby Zamora gets the winner, sends us into the Premier League. I have the time of my life about paying a single penny. Didn't even use Nobby Solano's quid. Do you know what? I got, <laughs> honest to God, this is amazing. And I swear this is true. I got a very similar story. A mate of mine, Dave Stanard, London boy. He comes down. I'm living in Cardiff at the time. Hasn't got a ticket, same as you. Can't get one for love, no money. So I can totally associate with that, right? Same thing. We yeah. go up to the gates, right, with, with his pals. And we do what you call a push, yeah. where he slots in and the job is that I'm going to say something to the security to the, the steward in where, hello I was going distract him and the same thing he gets in Wow. and he stands oh, with his man. mates and the same as you he sees West Ham going up by slipping into the stadium now I'm, I'm not encouraging people to go to the Millennium <laughs> Stadium when it's open and do this but I, I, I love the fact that one or two people managed to slip in and watch them and that's become a really famous it's story for me and him now that he a, goes a I always remember that day a yeah. rich tradition <laughs> <laughs> that particular ground so yeah so I think I must be someone in Wales. See, we're a very welcoming people. It's like we leave we leave the door on the latch, as they say. Do you know what I'm saying? Here we go. Your favourite player now? Ah, uh, it's still got to be Mark Noble for me. Obviously, I can say Declan Rice, and we can say Suchek and and those kind of things. But I think Noble's been incredible. You know, even yeah. now where he's not playing as much, he's not sulking, and you can still see he's being a leader. And I think when you look at his contribution and individual impact on a team throughout the last, you know, however many years. He's got to be in the greatest, you know, of all-time servants to a single club in history, in my book, anyway. So, yeah, noble. That sounds right. I mean, it's, lots it's, of nodding again, yeah. I've got to well, say. Well, it's because, as you as, as you say, Gav, the important thing about Mark Noble is that, and it's just a rare treat, that kind of one-club man, not so many of them about anymore, but patently still mm. more interested on how his team, the team that he supported from a boy and all his family did, does, rather than his own personal benefit, isn't it? 100% mate I mean you can only know so much from pictures but he's always got his arm around the boys he's not playing much he's out at half time he's smiling I just think he's an amazing leader man and I hope he stays at the club for a long long time even after he, he finishes playing and That's by the nice way apparently there. he's biting hard as well in the dressing room when required as you can, as you would imagine well, I mean this season he's got to yeah. be saying boys this is the best season in, in, in what 20 years or whatever it is yeah. I think it's even longer yeah. you've got to be saying then lads this doesn't come along very often <laughs> Come on. Go for it. Go yeah, for it. Get go it. Right. Yeah. right. So the famous Claret and Blue. Chim chimney, chim chimney, chim chimney chew, as the song goes. We all know it. Here come the bees in Claret He's and Blue. He's got to see Mary Can't Poppins, say the word Sorry about on a that. Sunday morning, but it's such an iconic and famous kit. Uh, and you mentioned to us uh, on a previous uh, appearance on the show, Gov, that you've got plenty of kits. So what's your favourite? Favourite is easily the Canio's Dr. Martin's kit. We've got yeah. one of those, number 10. I could only get my hands on an away one. Um, I'm trying to find like a, you know, a retro home one. But yeah, the one he scored, you know the one um, he was wearing when he scored the goal against Wimbledon? The that volley. Dr. Home kit. The, the, the bicycle oh, sorry, kit no, Not the volley, the Famous volley. Said, what, what, the, tech <laughs> the only yeah. volley. It's ridiculous, isn't it, what he does? Yeah, yeah. for me, that's the best kit. 
I like, I like a lot of the pony ones just before that, but I think, yeah, that's my most memorable. We've we got this and we're on the show. We should try and let's, let's, let's put the word out. Let's see if we can get in one of these kits because they, they're knocking around. This poor fella, I mean, yeah. he did have a pound that he could have spent on it a <laughs> yes, while back, exactly. but that's gone. <laughs> let's see. Maybe tweet in, text in. Let's see if anybody's got a kit for the lad. Come on, he deserves it. And also, we were talking this previously. <laughs> it's lovely the way you've mentioned, and it's so important in, on some people's favourite kits, the right sponsor. Dr. Martin is a great sponsor to have, isn't it? It's fantastic. A cool, a cool yeah. make of shoes. Because other sponsors are about available of course but they've got jobs that they tend to do in the world nowadays yes which is nothing to do yeah. with a bit of cool clubber but dr martin's was most definitely that so yes, i, I yes. like that i like that a lot i must say as well now i i don't know if this is where you're going to go with in terms of the story that in your book unspoken when you talk about your dad but i'm gonna i'm gonna sort of guess <laughs> that it might be another team that you've got a soft spot for and which means you could pick about 17 of your old mans, couldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was a cheeky one, man. He used to change his teams every couple of years. Very, very uh, brazen behaviour. Sensible behaviour, me... I think, in some ways. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've always liked Leighton Orient, man, I must admit. See. Definitely got a stay local for them. Yeah. yeah, stay local. Local club, great stadium, good atmosphere, family culture. Obviously, you know, devastating what happened to, to Justin Edinburgh. And, yeah. Yeah, W McInnes, I think he's caretaker manager now, and I Correct. hope he does well. But yeah, Leighton Orient, especially it... like, you know, I've got a son, and, you know, if you can't afford West Ham tickets or whatever, or even just showing him what it's like to support a, a local club. Oh, that's a brilliant, league, that's a brilliant thing. That's you know... such a traditional thing as well. Yeah. In the olden days, before you were even a twinkle in anybody's eye, that would, <laughs> Leighton Orient used to advertise in the West Ham programme. It did. To let you know that, oh, okay, West Ham are wow. home, so come to Orient. Well, I'm yeah. sure my age as well. In, in the yeah. in the 80s, when I was uh, when I was a young man, if you were playing late in Orient, say you were Cardiff City or Merthyr played them in the FA Cup, you would expect some West Ham to be yeah, there. True. And sometimes you had to be a yeah. bit careful in those days because <laughs> because it was West, a lot of West Ham fans' second team. Yeah. Um, and I think I was a very similar thing. Uh, as you say, my father took me to see Merthyr first because going to watch yeah. Cardiff, or especially Wales, would have maybe been a bit too much when you're six or seven it wasn't for me yeah. I was like I was, I loved it but you're right though You got it's a gateway I think that's the term they yeah. the modern yeah. term it's the gateway of, of how you, um, you're you introduced to football it's Although, a of course, lovely go, thing can I add though Gov though West Ham by the Sea get your kid down to South End of course which is as, is our, <laughs> our other adopted side and then you can go in the fun fair as well which is so you've got it's the perfect day out <laughs> good family end. day out yeah, it's exactly. a good family day well. out this is the Best 11 podcast with Johnny Owen and Mark Webster this Mother's Day celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 
Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. We're going to go through your best West Ham 11. We had a little chat before this and it was lovely because the lad really knows his football. And I was sort of saying, look, you know, a lot of people of a, of a more younger vintage, as Gav is, tend to stick to their, their era. But he did say to me, with a club like West Ham that has got such famous, iconic players, it can be more wow. difficult. So bless him. It's going to be an interesting so, best 11. So, so just going... to confirm, he's not 72 years old. No, he's <laughs> a young man. Uh, yes, and he's not going to pick the current 11. Although we could do because they've been playing really well. But yeah. let's start then. Uh, let's start with the goalkeeper. Um, so after that amazing intro, I'm going Fabianski. <laughs> <laughs> Shot me down in flames. <laughs> <laughs> Don't blame me though. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been trying. Well, yeah, while I've been watching yeah. West Ham, you know. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, no, that... I think he's been our most solid, most consistent keeper. So I have to go Fabianski. I feel bad now. After <laughs> yeah. that intro. I was no. there setting him up going, this boy knows his history. Nah, nah, mate. He's only been here five minutes, Fabianski. Yeah. No, no, it's a very good. Yes. Actually, now we can. Now the cat amongst the pigeons because of course now we're going into formations yes now are you how traditional are you going to be now are you a flat back four man not traditional at all only because it's so hard to pick this 11 i'm even playing the player probably out of his best position it's it's got that bad you know (laughs) Yeah, no, um, free, it's your three. team. It's your three, team, four, Gov. Three. You do what you want, mate. Three, four, three. Okay, three centre halves then. Three centre halves. So my number one centre half, obviously, Bobby Moore. Thank you. Just because of uh, the legacy, longevity. There's no Bobby Moore. Who knows what West Ham would look like right now? Closest thing England have got. You know, closest thing West Ham have got to winning a major trophy, which is the World Cup. You know, he won England the <laughs> Good World lads. Cup. Um, Good lads. Good so, lads. Yeah, we'll go Bobby Moore. Cool. Um, and I'll go Rio Ferdinand. Yes, indeed. Um, <laughs> back, very solid. One of my favourite players of all time. Um, and then I'm going to play a player out of his best position, but he can do a very good job go in on. this position. I'm going to go Declan Rice at centre-half. Okay. Yeah, right. Listen, you know, you, you know you're just egging him on for the Chelsea move. You're going to start sticking him at centre-half. <laughs> You know, nah, this is gonna if manager, he goes to Chelsea, yeah, we blame you. For it. it was all when we did best eleven, and Gov sticks him in a centre half. They were listening, but anyway. he's, he's an incredible football player, Declan Rice. I mean, quite literally, no one really thinks they know his best position yet, and he can play anywhere on the field, can't he? Yeah, he reminds me of this guy, a guy called David. He used to be in my school team, right? He was a hundred percent heart, so technically gifted. Anywhere you could have played him anywhere, he would have given a hundred percent and made a difference. And yeah. I think Declan Rice is that kind of player. Um, Tuchel, if you're listening, he's rubbish at second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well Just done. Just to mate. cover yourself, well done. Well done. Well done. I like it. Right, okay. so you're gonna go four four across in midfield. You said is it? Um, uh, yeah. I'm gonna do a bit of a diamond in midfield. Ooh, okay. okay. Diamond Fair four. Yes. So um, I'm gonna go with Scott Parker as yeah. a DM. You know, yeah, tidy player. I loved watching him at West Ham. He always looked comfortable on the ball. Didn't matter where. I I used to call him Champagne on legs because he just looked class, right? Yeah. His little 
pirouette that he used to do on he the did. ball was amazing. Always did the yeah. pirouette. You, you yeah. knew you'd watch the West Ham game when Scott Parker did his little dance on the ball. And look smart. We were talking about this earlier on. He was on an interview just now, and uh, me and Mark looked up, and he had a really nice little turtleneck on. His collars, the, the, the half inch above is just half inch on the yeah. collar. He's got it going on, Scott, hasn't he? Yeah, he's class. That's he's a class, class. player. That's um, stylish, yes. Cool. And then CM's. Yep. He's holding. I'm going to go Mark Noble, obviously. Probably one of the you know best servants the club's ever had. Um, leader. Give him the captain's armband as well. Yeah. Um, he gets in there. And then I go Frank Lampard. Honestly, trust me, when I do dramatic music like that, a West Ham boy picking Frank Lampard, that, that, yeah, I, I can't wait for this amazing, bit to go man. out, Gov. You've put the cat among the pigeons here, I tell you. Hey, I was actually so nervous putting this together. It's not until you, no, it's not until you have to do an all-time West Ham eleven that you actually realise we've had some amazing players yeah, over yeah, the years, absolutely man. Absolutely right. Absolutely some incredible right. players. And all those kids. That um, come pop on my right. diamond. Yes. Yeah, all the kids, man. It's just a pity they didn't stay for for long enough. True unfortunately. that. Um, but I'm going Joe, Paul, Joe Cole up top. You told me a good story about how highly Harry Redknapp thought of Joe Cole. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you all the way. I think an absolute genius on the on the football. I gotta say, Gav, you love this, right? He writes out the teams, right? I do. This is what he does. But he's done you as in, in a diamond formation. I've done his diamond formation. Uh, it's, it's, mate, he only does this for West Ham. We will. I will send it to you. <laughs> uh, and I'm, uh, but I'll spell Lampard's name wrong, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, he only does this for West Ham. Does the, di- does the diamond. Uh, Listen, it. Gav said diamond. I've got he diamond. He did. Yeah, I've got did. to look after he him. He did. Okay, mate. So we're into the... Uh, are we doing a front three? Is it front three? Or yeah, we'll we are. Yeah, yeah. They're the front three. Two playing slightly behind on the wing. Um, oh, we're going to go, arguably the most dubious transfer in West Ham history, Carlitos Tevez. Tevez. Yes. Um, Mark, he's, he's always in your team, Just isn't he? Because, Tevez, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tevez was... Uh, he's amazing. I mean, amazing. so few games, yeah. but every minute he played for us was feels important. Is it? And he's adored yeah, 100%. still. Yeah, he is, by, he? The, by the fans. He's, you know, he's, he kept you up, didn't he? Proper cult hero, yes. Yeah. And uh, That season was funny because I, f- I think, like, obviously, Pardew's keeping him on the bench. Yeah. I think Pardew's thinking, mm, something not quite right with him being at West Ham. So I'll just keep <laughs> him on the bench for now. And then, obviously, we played so badly that season that Pardew was like, right, get on now. And, obviously, he's, he's kept us up with amazing moments of brilliance. Well, as, so, as popular yeah, as he amazing. is in, 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 in East London, he's as unpopular in Shoreham, in Sheffield. Yeah, too right. <laughs> where they still feel uh, quite aggrieved about it, don't they? But, yeah, I mean, and that's the influence he had. In I, I got really close mates with Blades fans, and they still talk about if, if he hadn't gone there, they'd still be in the, it, in the, the Premier League. You know, it's, it, it's an argument. That's true, yeah, John, obviously, yeah. that it could have gone that way. But yeah. the great thing about Tevez is that I think every club he's gone to, the thing about him is extraordinary extraordinary skillful man scored great goals but worked for the team yes and as a forward yeah. guy that worked that hard you know that, that's why I think we we warned him so much yeah exactly especially at a club like West Ham you know you yeah. look at the players that the fans gravitate towards it's always that guy that's you know putting his socks up and giving 100% for yeah. the team yes. like Correct. I remember thinking I had this conversation about Felipe Anderson with my mate and I'm like I do like him but the way he just strolls around as a West Ham fan that's not what we want to see no. and that's what put me off you know but with with Tevez, yeah, he just always gave 100%. Right, Tevez is in. Got him down so. Two more bodies. Uh, so on the other side, oh, it's a catch-22. I'll probably ask your opinion on this one because it hurts so much to say it, but I think I have to. It's, it's obviously Dimitri Payet who probably gave me the most amazing 
10 months of my West Ham. Oh, he's, he's not Apart only sharp, sharp takes a breath and well, st- stroking the goatee, stroking the goatee. That's know, when he's really gone. Yeah. You know what they say about <laughs> these things? Down. Time can be a great healer. <laughs> Has it been yeah. long enough, Gov? I, I'm with you. I think he's been long enough now. But forgive and forget, that's what I say. He, and yeah. he was think about beautiful player My to extreme watch. highs. Yeah, he was. When I think of my extreme highs as a West Ham fan, if there's no pie yet, that doesn't happen. And I think it's better to have loved. Yes, love that. That's the attitude all football fans should have. That's, that's all I need now. You have That, that, that yeah. is the ribbon around my thought process. That's all I needed now. He's, back, he's back in my heart where he should there be. There you go. I'm pleased about that. Better to have loved that. This has been therapeutic, Mark. Um, this is great. Do, this I, is great. I, I, it's emotionally draining, but I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're doing it. <laughs> right, you're my um, friend. Go on, tell us. Yeah, pretty sure we can all guess my favourite West Ham kit. It's the one and only Paolo Bacanio. <laughs> yes, it oh, is. Oh, man. Absolute legend. Um, again, I just have to go to all my favourite moments as a West Ham fan. And it's just so good when you can go into the school playground and, you know, people have got Cantona that talk about all these big personalities. And as a West Ham fan, you can get involved in a conversation because we have Paolo Di Canio. That's not only an amazing player, but he's a great personality. And so, yeah, one of my all-time favourite players. I've just... He's taken a photograph. I've just photographed it for you. You'll notice um, Frank Lampard's name's been corrupted somewhat in there, but, <laughs> but, he, but he's still in there, and that's that's really all the matters at this particular stage. Who who you got managing us? So I, start, I proper started following West Ham probably about 2000, right? So it was coming to the end of Harry Redknapp's reign. Right. Mm-hmm. But I just think, you know, when you look at Harry Redknapp's impact at football, how long he was at West Ham, all the players that he brought through from young, stuck up for him, it's got to be, it's got to be Harry Redknapp, man. Um, he's yeah, he's my favourite man. And and he kind of played the side that you did because it was one of my favourite formations ever. Was with when Trevor Sinclair was that wide right winger kind of player as well. And we did play a back three, and Rio was there, and we were we were spectacular to watch in those days. So it did it did free it was, the whole. It was thing. attacking football. It's, it's yeah. quite it just, I, I was just going to say to you quickly about Tacanio. I love that fact you said that he was a player that you could sort of say about uh, with pride amongst other fans of other clubs. And there was a thing a few years back. I think you, you must have been still at Upton Park. Well, you were still at Upton Park, and he turned up to watch a game. And the fuss of all the West Ham fans looking around where he was in, I think, in the box watching the game. Like you said, truly adored there, isn't he, at Upton Park? And, well, London Stadium now, uh, Di Canio. Yeah, 100%, man. And I don't know, we ain't got a statue up yet, but I think it's <laughs> just for the banner. <laughs> just for the banner, it will be good to make happen. And I just got to give, sorry, guys, I know this yeah. is really cheeky, right? Go on. But I've got to give honourable shout-outs to my subs bench of Trevor Sinclair, yes. Thomas Sinclair. Repka. Yeah. Alvin, Mar- Alvin Martin yes. and uh, David James just for the hairstyle. Yeah? Yes, yes, yes. Well, that's... I, I'm, you know, you are allowed a bench and that's interesting. And it's fun. And, to, and Tommy Repka was, a man, again, a man who who basically kind of like has, has split opinion over the years, but the kind of footballer, again, that West Ham seemed to warm to, had that Billy Bonds quality about him, buccaneering around yep. the pitch. Another song, Six for Two, Eyes of Blue. Billy Bonds is after you. Oh, the old chance. Um, just quickly then, Gov, can you tell us where you're at? I mean, you've written a fantastic book. Tell us a little bit about that and what you're up to musically. Yeah, sure. So the book's called Unspoken, Toxic Masculinity and How I Face the Man Within the Man. And um, it's basically just about how, you know, as a guy, sometimes we feel the need to be really strong and dominant and never cry and all that kind of stuff, which is really good things. But, you know, when your mind and your body's telling you that actually it's okay to be vulnerable, 
and be honest with the people around you and that are maybe you know covid you've lost people in your life it's all right to talk about that you know and it's all right to open up uh you don't need to be held back by what society views you know a man to be and yeah. i think in football it's been amazing you know you've seen what rashford's doing with, with the kids and you see you know clock being open about you know his mum and, and how hard that was for him and i think it's a beautiful time and yeah it's just encouraging that conversation a bit more I think it's great that, Brilliant. do you know what, strangely enough, I, I believe yeah. you're absolutely Last 12 months or so, football has shown itself to be vulnerable, which is, I think, a good thing, yeah. you know, because as you yeah. say, it shows that we can all be that way. And, and in the studio regularly, Gav, or are, are you, what's, what are you doing music-wise? Yeah, writing some new music. Um, obviously, a remix of the Forever Blowing Bubbles is on the card. So Naturally. We'll that nice. comes out, but, um... Take us into Europe with, obviously, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll put out an album next year at some point. I only put one out um, in April, but obviously because of lockdown, I haven't had a chance to, to tour it yet. The tour's been postponed a couple of times, but hopefully we get out in front of the fans again and, and yeah, some new music. Brilliant. Well, listen, you've been an incredibly popular guest we've had on and people are going to love this. So please come back on again and especially when, when the world is open and you're back touring, we'd love to get you on, mate, to explain where you're playing and get some people along to see you because our audience would love it, I'm sure. Too right. I'd love to. I'd love nothing more than speaking to Welsh people and West Ham fans. <laughs> <laughs> Come oh, be, what a diplomat. Yeah. legend. Top man. Cheers, mate. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> See ya. Bye. The Best 11 Podcast from Talk Sport. Thank you for listening to The Best 11 Podcast. Don't forget there are new episodes out every Monday and Thursday. So join us for more football memories and another Best 11 very soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out of pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.